coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Podcast. Five simple tips to decluttering your home. What to do with an overabundance of clothes. And confiscation. Does it even work? But first, the joke of the day. So I'm trying that Japanese decluttering trend where you hold each thing you own and throw it out if it doesn't bring you joy. So far, I've thrown out all the vegetables and the electric bill. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic is decluttering the home. Less is more. So I think to start off, you had that experience with the lady who was giving you all the clothes. Yeah, yeah. A couple years back, our family ran into a financial crisis. And it was pretty bad because it looked like we were going to lose our house. Uh, We were having trouble paying the basic bills, that sort of thing. So we didn't have money for clothes and or anything like any extras. There was not any money for that at all. Thankfully, I had friends who gave me clothes and 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 hand me downs and stuff like that. And that helped out so much. But there was this one friend in particular who would give me clothes for one of my kids and the clothes were brand new. They were super nice. And she just gave me a ton of clothes, like a ton. And I was like, so, I mean, it was incredible. But then she kept giving me more and more and more. But they were all like in pristine condition, brand new, really nice, name brand, Mm -hmm. super nice. And so soon, she wasn't just dressing one child with with the one child's hand-me-downs. I had four kids wearing these clothes. And pretty soon, all their drawers were just brimming full of clothes. They had like 50 pairs of shoes. There were just clothes coming out of their closet. We didn't have enough hangers to hang them up. But because, and I needed to get rid of some of them, but I couldn't do it because I was so worried about finances. I was having a it. I I I just couldn't get myself to throw away any of the clothes, but it became worse because pretty soon it got to the point where there were little boy clothes strewn all through my yard, all through the house, and on uh, my three year old slept in the room, and a lot of times he would yank the clothes out of the drawers or off hangers and mix them into the dirty clothes baskets. And so then we couldn't tell which clothes were clean, which ones were dirty. And then these were little boys. Sometimes they'd put like a wet pair of swim trunks stuffed in the middle of there. And then or this, wet by something else. Yeah, wet by <laughs> something else. Yeah, we're not. I wasn't trying to be gross. But um, <laughs> anyway, and so soon like a lot of the clothes started getting ruined. And so I felt really bad that they were getting stepped on, they were getting ruined. And on laundry day, instead of having like one or two baskets of laundry, I would have eight baskets of laundry just brimming over. 
And the little boys, they couldn't find anything. Their clothes were dirty, didn't quite smell right. And and I started realizing they couldn't clean their own room. It was too overwhelming. Previously, I would always have them clean their own room and they could do it and they could no longer clean their own room. And this kind of uh, came to my attention when this one lady who had just had a large family like mine had a pristine house. And when she was asked, hey, what's your secret? Why, how's your house so clean? You have such a big family. How are you doing this? And her big secret was this. She's like, I set a strict limit on how many clothing items my kids can own. And, and that's in that way, that's the only way I can manage. And so, so you think she was probably a little overwhelmed at some point and realized they had too many clothes. And yeah. Was like, okay. I think she maybe ran into the same problem I did. I'm like, okay, I, I see. Uh, but it what it was just wasn't manageable and all the clothes were getting ruined. These nice clothes. It would have been better for me to have donated them to somebody else so they could have enjoyed nice clothes as well. And I realized I made a mistake. And so what but I needed to fix the mistake. So I without looking at the clothes, I made a list of what I thought would be an appropriate amount of clothing for, you know, a six-year-old and a five-year-old. And so I said, okay, you can own one church shirt, no, one church suit, two church shirts, a tie, (laughs) um, um, one pair of running shoes, one pair of sandals, and one pair of uh, church shoes. You can own one pair of swimming trunks, you know, five pairs of shorts, five pairs of jeans, 10 shirts, and I I made a list like that. Mm -hmm. And then I took all these clothes, whether they were dirty or they were all dirty. They were all over (laughs) the floor. I just, it said, grab everything, just grab everything, whether dirty or clean, just bring it in the living room. Made a huge mountain of these clothes. And then I had the four little boys in there and I brought in their older buddies to help me out. And so each of them had an older sibling and, and themselves. And I said, okay, look, you are allowed picking out. I gave the list to each one of them. I said, you can pick out this many, these many items. And you're, you can put them into your basket here. Here's a laundry basket for each one of you. Mm-hmm. Put, collect up these items, put them in there. And so they did that with the help of, of their sibling. And then what was left, I took it. I washed it all, bagged it up, donated it. Wait, so, so they had a limit of how many clothes they could pick out of this giant pile. Yeah. And each one of them, with the help of their older buddy, picked out their favorite things. Yeah. And, and you said, okay, you can only have five and ten and whatever the numbers were. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And then whatever was left over. But even then I made a mistake. And I have a confession to make. And I had forgotten a lesson I had learned previously. And I, I know you're looking at me. I made a mistake. My son, Royal, was picking out clothes. And he has different taste in clothes than I do. Oh, no. And one of the rules was, <laughs> hey, you can't pick out anything stained or torn. Right. So that eliminated some of it. A lot of their favorite clothes were stained and torn because that's what they like to wear. But some of the clothes that I thought were nice looking were not his favorite things. And when I was washing them and putting I'm like, I can't throw that away. <laughs> and I put it back in. And you want to know what? They noticed. They're like, hey, I got rid of that shirt. <laughs> and 
<laughs> it was back in. And I bring this up because I, sh- I knew better, but I had forgotten a lesson I had learned a long, long time ago. When my older kids were little, things had also gotten kind of cluttered. And I, we hadn't implemented developed money pants when my older kids were younger, and I would buy all their clothes for them. I would um, shop. Wait, wait, pick wait out. time out. We've been using this since Tia was two. Yeah, but it wasn't we weren't the, it to the extent. Right, it, wasn't it wasn't as, as developed, organized as, developed as it is now, but, but we've been using this for almost yes, 20 yes. years. Yes, we've been yeah. using the basic concept, but it wasn't developed yet to that point. Okay, sure. And so... Just wanted when to clarify. The older there. kids were toddlers. Well, wait, wait, wait. Maybe you weren't using it. But. <laughs> no, no, no. But but I would buy a lot of their clothes. Right. Okay. And sometimes I would pressure them into, oh, you want this? You want this is pretty. You want okay. this? And sure. and I would try to 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 push my ideas of which pair of white church shoes you know they should pick mm-hmm. and and whatnot. And that was a mistake because. I, I I remember in particular this one dress that was white and purple and had a, a bow on the front, and I thought it was so pretty. My kids did not like it. Well, yeah, Caleb doesn't like dresses. Stop it. It wasn't <laughs> Caleb. Anyways, I would have this dress in the closet, and they just did not like it, and they did not want to wear it. Did you buy it for them? Um, I think so. I think I bought it at a garage sale. White and purple? I, I would go to garage sales oh, in Oh, and in LA. Burbank, they yeah. had awesome oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah they I had really that. nice garage sales there. So I had bought them these clothes that I thought were just gorgeous, and sometimes, a lot of times, my kids didn't like the things I picked out, but I would keep them there in the closet and I'd be taking care of them. And finally, I'm realizing, wait a minute, these are clothes I like, they never wear, and I'm having to keep these and wash them or, you know, t- take care mm-hmm. of them. And they don't want them. And I'm, I'm keeping all these clothes unnecessarily, and they're not actually clothes my kids like or are excited about. So with money pants, one of the great things is your kid has to earn money for their clothing. So when, oh, it's time to buy a swimsuit, they've saved up, you know, the $30, $40 for a swimsuit. And they go and they pick out their swimsuit. And, you know, you still set the guidelines of, okay, no two-piece swimsuits or, you know, <laughs> yeah. no T-backs, guys. <laughs> no, no bikinis, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. You still set have the rules for your family. But within those rules, they pick out which swimsuit they like. It works better because they actually like the things. Whereas if I know like when I was a kid, my mom would always buy me my clothes and she'd be like, I'd go shopping with her. She'd be like, hey, do you like this shirt? Do you want me to buy it for you? Do you want me to buy it for you? I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. And a lot of times I would say sure and end up with clothes I didn't really like. But it changes things when, oh, I had to earn that $40. Am I willing to spend my $40 on that shirt? No. So what you're saying no. is the, well, no, the, we, the, <laughs> the, the directed spending video, which I love. I think that's right. awesome. Uh, that we did several years ago, mm-hmm. it's still good. I watched it the other day, and it, what you're saying is right in line with um, where Superstar's there, <laughs> and you're taking them her, her shoe shopping. Mm-hmm. And a couple of th- thoughts. First, what she's willing to buy because it's her money really changes. Uh, if you were the one buying it, she'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll buy that. That's, that's great. I'll, I like it. Versus if she's the one buying it, she's a lot more picky. Yeah, way more picky. But the second thing I thought was really interesting is what she, the style of what she liked 
was totally different from what I thought she would like. Mm-hmm. Where I remember you pulling down a pair of like these pink boots and I'm like, oh, those are so tacky. And she's like, ooh, I like those. <laughs> yeah. Where that was her, that's her and style. Which is funny because that really was her style. She would dress that way. But I also remember though, uh, having this discussion with other parents where they hated, for instance, and this isn't our family, but <clears throat> other, other parents, the mom would be like, no, you cannot have Hello Kitty. And I remember thinking, of all the battles to, to pick with your children, really? that That's the one you're going for? Like, of all the battles that you're going to have with yeah. your child growing up and you're going to make it about Hello Kitty? Yeah. Well, like, I like, have rules like, okay, I don't want schools and stuff on your clothes. Well, no, it I can't don't be want offensive. something we, offensive. We've, 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 we've I don't want something in But Hello Kitty... <laughs> You know, well, but no, okay, that's like so, a style. No, that's a, it's right, a style I'm, thing. I'm extremely practical on this point where I'm like, you know what? It has to be modest and it has to be clean. <laughs> and that's kind of where I draw the line because I'm not willing to fight the kids. And here's the cool thing, though, is if your kids really, if that's really their style, what what are you going to do if, if you're the one contradicting them all the time? You're going to undermine their, their sense of style and be like, well, maybe I'm wrong. It'll undermine their confidence in, in their mm-hmm. own choice. But secondly... If that's their style and it's really goofy, one of two things is going to happen. Either A, their friends are going to straighten them out, or B, they're going to buck the trend and do whatever they want anyway. No matter matter what, it's better than you kind of jeopardizing your relationship with your kids by by kind of forcing your style on them. Well, it's also fun. Like when you go shopping with them well, and they have their own style where like what Superstar. Royal chooses to wear. <laughs> well, Superstar likes the bling. Right. Just she, anything yes. with like a bling. statement piece yeah. and a bling. Yeah, sure. Whereas Ruby never in a million years would wear the colors, the clothes, the patterns that Superstar wears. And in fact, like when I took her shopping, and, you know, I'd pick out shirts. She's like, oh, I I really don't like shirts that have writing on them. I I just think it's tacky. And she just completely wanted... Completely like, different sensibilities yeah, than, than yeah, Superstar. Yeah, completely different. And, but it's kind of fun to see what the different styles are and let them develop it within boundaries. And I realize we've kind of gotten off track. But it kind okay. of kind of applies to being decluttered is yeah. let your kids choose. So that, that was the point. Is but but they're, when they're having to pay for things, they're a lot more picky about what well, they bring. Well, also when they're throwing things away or mm-hmm. what, what they're keeping, Yeah. let them, your point was to let them kind of decide what what to leave and what to, what yeah. to keep. And one thing I do to, because... As a kid, I had a lot of trouble. And even as an adult, I have a lot of trouble throwing things away. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of my personality where I get emotionally attached to things because they remind me of stuff. And I get emotionally attached and to my clothes that I I don't even like. For some reason, I get emotionally attached to things. And so I didn't want my kids to have that problem. And so I would actually, like when they'd go shopping, I'd say, hey, I'll pay you. I'll pay you money if you bring me, you just bought eight items. If you bring me eight items out of your uh, closet that you don't want anymore, I'll I'll pay you, you know, uh, 25 cents yeah, per item. It would be like garage sale prices. Yeah, yeah. So. I'll give you 25 cents per item. Find me eight eight items. And, and that'll we offset would do the cost that. of their new items. And, and so, yeah. And it was stuff they didn't want anyway. So that's how I had done it before we ran into the financial crisis. Oh, and I, I like I thought that was really it, clever. It worked really well. That was really well, clever. You're and like, it helped okay, them make the decision. You just bought five new shirts or whatever. Yeah. If you go get me five shirts from your closet that you don't want, yeah. I'll, I'll pay you for or, them. Or and five like, things you don't want like, from your closet. Yeah, all right. Um, 
you know, and we'll donate them or, or throw them away, whatever needs to happen. Uh, but that helped. It, it took the pressure off of me because they would then go to their closet, go through it, mm-hmm. find the items and then bring them to me. And so then they were having to make the decision of, okay, what do I want to get rid of here? What What is extra? What can I get rid of? And I'm like, that is such a good exercise for your kids. Oh, right. Um, yeah, because it kind of developed the, the yeah, decision-making process. Yeah, and- being able to make that decision where, as an adult, that's still something I struggle with, is making the decision as to, okay, what can I... I know I don't like all these clothes. I know I have too many what do I get rid of? Mm. Whereas I see my younger young kids who have grown up that way and they're, they have no problem making those decisions. And so that's something you can cultivate at a young age. And it's better instead of putting that all on yourself, involving them in the decision process. Yeah. It takes a little stress giving off of them you. a little motivation, but involving them in the decision process. But, all, but also it, it doesn't hamper the relationship. That's a really good point where yeah. And I, and I remember You're actually rewarding them. I remember when I was a kid, and I thought this was silly. I read, read a Mad magazine where it was like the top three things that frustrate you, and one of them was I don't remember the rest, but one of them was when your mom throws away your favorite pair of socks. And I was like, "What?" But now that I have kids of my own, and mm-hmm. we've had to declutter the house, I totally see where that would that would kind of. Uh, 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 I don't know what the term would be, jar the relationship yeah. where, oh, I hate my mom because she threw away my favorite shirt or my favorite <laughs> jean jacket or my favorite skirt yeah. or my favorite pair of cleats or whatever. And instead, by, by doing this and leaving leaving the onus on the kid, they're the ones that decide, I don't use those cleats. I don't want those cleats. And I'm getting a dollar for them from my mom or 50 cents or whatever. Great. So I, it it kind of saves salvages the relationship in a I'm way. I'm sorry, you you mentioning oh. that just brought up a, a sour memory. <laughs> so oh no. teenagers, uh, they're a little difficult. Some are more difficult than others. And I had a rather sassy daughter who who was sneaking and buying clothes that were not within the dress code. And I had told her if she did that, that I would throw the clothes away. You know, if, if there were short shorts, you know, with the... <laughs> what, what do you call them? Booty poppers or yes. what, something? If I found those, they were going to the Booty trash. shorts, I think yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. And um, so I found them and she found out I threw them away. And I'm like, yeah, of course I did. And the next thing I knew, she went to my closet, grabbed all my clothes out of the closet, threw them in a bag and hid my clothes from me. And I was like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't like teenagers. Well, no. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's come out. The word is out. No, no, you have five teenagers. No. You don't like so, any of them? No, no. I'm just, no, no. I'm just joking. But, you know, you can she run was, into no, problems. No, she was being a we don't, I don't have the answer for everything. But it helps not to get in. If you can avoid. Confrontation. Um, confronta- like power, power struggles. struggles yes. If you can avoid power struggles, yeah. do it. But, yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Anyway. <laughs> But sorry, for some reason that brought up uh, that memory. Ah, trauma. Okay. <laughs> Blood pressure spikes. Okay. Anyway, more thoughts along the lines of decluttering and this idea that less is more. I thought of when we moved into our house, we moved into this 
we had been living in a what 1300 square foot house not even that but yeah it was yeah small. and then we moved into a 5,000 square foot house and it was wonderful because we had a space for our family we weren't all crowded in it was much much nicer but we pretty you know we started filling up the drawers and cabinets is the thing because there it was this big empty house we didn't have stuff to fill a house this size and so we found that we started keeping more stuff that we didn't actually need or want. Or use. Um, or use. Um, but also, the other thing about having a big house that I noticed was it's so much more work. Having an acre lot and having all, like, mowing alone, you know, and doing the yard work alone is huge. Mopping the floors. It's a it's a much bigger job right. taking care of a huge property Mm -hmm. it's more expensive it's more work it's way more time consuming and even though we have a large family with uh, with kids who are hard working and everyone contributing we can we can barely keep up because we're not hiring anybody to to help out with these things and so a lot of times i think i look at other people who live in houses the size of my house and i know they don't have 13 children and i'm like why would you do that? Why would you do that to yourself? That is so much work and so much responsibility and and you don't even need it. And so it, the same yeah, thing I, kind I, I of... I want to be a slave to my house and just constantly have to clean it. Like, yeah, I, I don't why would If it's you and your husband, don't live in a 5,000 square foot house. You know, well, that's that was the odd stressful. thing is the people we bought it from had one kid. Yeah. And so, that poor girl had to clean everything and the, the poor mom. Just, you're just a slave to your house. Yes. And so the same, don't own stuff that's more than what you need because you end up becoming a slave to it. Okay. So here's the, here's kind of the opposite mm. thought though, is that, well, what about in times of emergency or what about storage? And what about, you know, thinking about the future? Where does that right. come in? Where, oh. you know, Okay. I'm going to go bare bones, and I'm going to back up a second here. Before we moved into this giant, wonderful, amazing home that we live in now that actually fits our family for the first time in our marriage, <laughs> before that, we lived a very Spartan life we, out of absolute necessity. Yeah. We, I remember- in, Triple bunk beds. Uh, triple bunk beds. In Burbank, we had a 900-square-foot home. We had seven kids, and we lived there. Yeah, and there was just no place for anything. There was just no room for anything. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Then we moved to Rosemont, and we had a Two couple bathrooms. extra, couple extra hundred square feet. We had almost thirteen hundred square feet, not quite. But even then, then by by then we had ten children. Yeah. And it was just again there was no room for anything. Where the garage was very neat. I didn't have the tools that I had were all carefully in one spot, and I didn't have extras. And each of the rooms, you only had a certain amount of clothing, and, and you had your own bin for your other stuff, your, and that was it. And yeah. Because out of absolute necessity, we had we lived a very, and I hate the term Spartan, but that's kind of what it was, where we, a very trim lifestyle. Yeah, trim, because otherwise, if, if we allowed too much stuff to be in the house, you couldn't relax in the house, because the house would come in at yes. you. Yes, and you've met people like that, yeah. where they have too much stuff, and the house literally is coming in at yeah, you. Yeah, and I can't stand that. And that's one thing you and I definitely have in common, and I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> you are not a clutter loving person you're no, not a you're not stresses, a trinket it person. stresses me out and i go to people's homes where they do have that and i'm thinking one of your friends in particular i'm not going to name names but they have all that they have just stuff everywhere 
and it stresses me out. First of all, because I'm looking at it going, oh, that's going to get broken. Oh, that's going to get broken. That's going to get lost. That piece isn't going to fit. And I'm, I don't want to clean that up. What if my toddler touches oh, that? It's just you know? so yeah. stressful oh. for me going to their house. Whereas me, I'm just more of a, I don't know, just kind of a bare bones type. But not really. I like a beautiful home and, and artwork and decorations. Just, yeah, I, I like I our house right now isn't decorated to the degree we would like but, it. But, but I, I like it being... Spartan's not the right. I'm trying to think of the right simple. word. Simple. Simple. Maybe yeah. that's a better term. Where yeah. I like everything just to to be simple. Uh, well, I, because, well, you have to know what you're willing to do. One time when I was a kid, my dad took me to a little old lady's house, and she had little crystal figurines. Mm-hmm. And she had them all through her house, like every table, every all these shelves were up, the windowsills, every nook and cranny had all these crystal figurines it was like going through a museum it was incredible like her whole she didn't have a very big house but the whole thing it was like just a lifetime collection of a lifetime yeah things? of okay. of these crystal sparkling little figurines and it was really great but i was like i remember as a kid thinking you'd have to dust every single one of these on a regular basis how does she do Even it as a kid you thought that yeah i'm like how would you clean this house? And I, I, I never, I didn't ask her that, but I was. <laughs> hey, lady, you have you all these great stuff. How do you clean it? How do you clean? And then you stress her out. She's like, wait, what? I have to. Clean I know. It? Yeah. No, but yeah, you know, but, she yeah. did, right? She, she, she took she meticulous did. care of yeah. all these things. Yeah. Um, because it was, it, but, but I, I, so you have to find the balance of what you're willing to do. If you are low energy, or maybe you're just, you don't want. You, you want to do other things than clean your house. The big secret is don't have so much stuff. Well, I guess that, that's kind like of the, the point. Easiest, yeah. It's like the cheater's way around it. Just don't have a lot of stuff. Don't buy a lot of stuff. Don't have a lot of stuff. And then you don't have to clean a lot of stuff and organize a lot of stuff. You just keep it keep it trim. But I, I want to go back to this, this other concept that we were talking about a minute ago where, you know, for some people, and we talked this in a, about this in a previous podcast about hoarders, where some people having stuff makes them feel secure, but there's also just that mentality of I'm being wise, where I'm, as, as, I know you have this issue where your weight fluctuates a lot because you're pregnant, then you're nursing, then you're not pregnant, and your weight fluctuates. That and, and is you, one of the challenges I have where I'm like, none of these clothes fit me, but they might in six months. <laughs> None of these clothes fit me. Like at any given time, a fourth of only about a fourth of my closet actually fits me. And so, so do you keep those other clothes, or, or is okay. it dumb to get rid of them? I know. And- so, so this is something that I've had to deal with and try to figure out because I'm like, this is a problem. And here are a couple things I've figured out. Sometimes, like I'll keep jeans. Like for a long time, I had a whole bunch of size six jeans, mm-hmm. and I haven't fit in size six for a while. But anyway, I was at a size twelve or so a couple years back, and then I got down to ten, and back up to twelve and ten, and then eight. And anyway, but I was holding on to these size six pants for a long time because they looked really good on me when I fit in them. And I'm like, okay, but I'll need them when I fit into them again. Mm-hmm. Well, at one point, I finally fit into them again. And when I fit into them, I just started laughing. They were so out of style. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wouldn't be caught dead in those pants. Okay. And they were just, they were bell bottoms. And that was just not, anyway, it wasn't in style anymore. And I realized that it would have been better if I had donated them because while they were still in style and that way somebody else could have enjoyed them and put them to use because I ended up donating them anyway when I finally fit into them again and so that's one thing to keep in mind where you're like this is a beautiful piece of clothing I don't fit into it well, but it be somebody for, could yeah, enjoy it be this somebody now else could, yeah. while it's still in style yeah and then another friend of mine once said to me because I explained the same dilemma she says well if you lose 30 pounds shouldn't you celebrate and go buy yourself some new clothes as the reward? And I was like, yeah, yes, right. I should. You're probably right. So that would be a fun way to go, wow, look at me. I worked out. I want to talk a little bit, though, before we wrap up, about some practical, like, this is what we do. This is what we found works. We've kind of touched on a few things, but I wanted to talk just briefly about just the practical things that we found that help us keep our home decluttered and help help us make our job easier with running the home. And one of them was what you just said, where donating stuff you know you're not going to use. Yeah. And, and realizing somebody else could use it now. And I was thinking, you know, worst case scenario, you can go to DI and go buy it back if you really know <laughs> about it. Right. But, but, but I, with regards to... And, when you're donating stuff, I'd had a couple of thoughts on that. First was, if you don't know, like like if it's no good, like if it's torn or moldy or nasty or bug infested, and we're not just talking clothes, we're talking pretty much anything that's cluttering your home. It could be dishes, it could be tools, it could be um, bedding items, it could be clothing. If it's in bad shape, you probably need to turn it into rags or throw it away. Don't donate garbage. Having been on the receiving end of people giving my family garbage, and I was grateful that people were being kind and thinking about my family, but some stuff that was donated to me actually made my job worse. Well, because we didn't have money to pay for extra garbage. Like, couldn't do extra garbage pickup, it, it, and some of it had bugs, which ended up infesting my house and destroying other things that I had. And it was just, it actually made it the problem worse. Yeah, and that's, that's rare, but... But and I appre- and, again, I don't want to sound but ungrateful. Sometimes it's a mentality of, oh, if they're poor, they'll use this anyway. But if it's dangerous in any sort I, I of way, I couldn't use it. Just it destroyed it other things that I had, and I didn't have the ability to get rid of it. Yeah, so. a lot of times, if somebody's poor, they don't have the ability. They don't have the money to pay for the extra garbage pickup. And so it actually ends up being a burden. So you gotta be careful, mindful of that. One trick I have is if you're not sure if something is a donation item or a throwaway item, here's a quick way to find out. Put it at the end of your driveway with a free, you know, if you're decluttering, just put the stuff at the end of your driveway, free stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing, people come by and pick through your stuff and grab out the stuff that they want is good. And sometimes it's surprising because things that I was sure was garbage, people pick up and need, you know, have a One use One man's for. garbage is another man's treasure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're, you know, if you're unsure, just put it at the end of the driveway, leave it there for a couple of days. By the end of a couple of days, put the rest of the stuff in the trash. No, 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 whatever's left is garbage. <laughs> yeah, whatever's left is garbage. People have already picked through it. Now, we're, we have a unique situation where we're basically in between three schools. So oh, we have yeah. all sorts people, of people walking past true. our house. That may not work for if you're in a But if you have area. even a remotely 
if you even have remotely high traffic in wherever you live, and for some reason we've always kind of been in high traffic areas. Yeah, what's with that? I don't know. We, it's easy. We just put it out to the side of the road, and pretty pretty soon it's all gone. Yeah. Or if you if you know somebody who lives in a high traffic area, say, hey, can I leave my pile of things in front of you, and after three days I'll come pick up whatever's left. Yeah. Just, just an idea. You can ask. Because that, that works so, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that way you, you go, oh, somebody had a use for that. Somebody. And it makes you feel better. One Another thing that kind of makes me feel better is sometimes I'm like, there's that nagging feeling of, what if I need this? What if I need this again in the future? And, and I, I tell myself, I, I say, you know what? This is going to go to bless somebody else's life right now. And I'm donating it to this charity. If I need something... God will bless me. Somebody else will probably mm. step in and bless me. And that has been my experience where, where you know, I, I pray for help from God and somebody steps in and goes, hey, I have an extra stroller, you know, and where, Out of the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just kind of take that leap of faith of, hey, if I donate and I'm generous. Well, even you if know, you don't believe in God, maybe <laughs> you believe in karma. And yeah. I, I happen to believe in karma, where <laughs> the good that you send out comes back to you. So if you're giving, if you're helping somebody else out, someone's bound to help you out. It's just, it's, that's the way of the universe. Yeah. So um, when we were preparing for this, this podcast, I, I did a quick Google search of ideas for organizing or, or decluttering. Uh-huh. I didn't really actually, I didn't find great stuff honestly mm-hmm. so I, I went and got Trixie our daughter I said honey because I'd always pull her into my room for help decluttering my closet I said what's your big secret to helping people declutter their clothes because mm-hmm. other people use her help as well in fact some people hire her to help them and she goes well the number one thing that I notice helps people is if you sit with them you hold up the pieces of clothing and you say, do you even wear this? <laughs> and she goes, a lot of times they're like, no. And then if they don't wear it, you put it in the donation pile. So that's her number one question with decluttering clothes is, do you even wear this? Another trick, though, is like, if, and I like this one. <laughs> If, if you've ever gone a while without doing your laundry... Oh, yeah. This was Trixie's other point. Yeah. If, if you ever go a, a, a while without doing your laundry and then you need to go find some clothes because you, you're invited to something or you have some activity you need to go and you suddenly find yourself rifling through your laundry rather than what's hanging up in your closet, that's a good sign that whatever's hanging up in your closet isn't something you're going to wear and you should probably get rid of it. Yeah, true. Because whatever's left over in your closet, if it say it's been three weeks since you've done your laundry, whatever's left hanging up in your closet probably could go because that's stuff you're not going to wear. You don't use it. And if you find that the stuff in your hang, still hanging up in your closet is less attractive than this dirty stuff that's in your laundry, then definitely get rid of the stuff that's hanging up in your closet. That's a good trick. Yeah. Don't do your laundry for three weeks. Yeah. You didn't, hear that. You didn't hear that here, though. <laughs> You'll know what it is you should get rid of. Um, let's oh, see. her other thing was, you know, when yeah. when you are getting deciding what to get rid of. Oh, yeah. Like she was helping Caleb. Caleb get yes, rid of his who clothing. Had, who has a problem with getting rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he, she would help him. She'd have him put all his shirts in a pile, all his pants in a pile, all his socks in a pile. And then from each pile, decide what to get rid of. That way, he doesn't get rid of a whole bunch of stuff and realize, whoops, I don't have any shirts left. Yeah, I don't have any church shirts. Or so she had him create piles, uh, kind of like categories of yeah, church shirts. Yeah, all your running shoes, um, um, all collared your shirts, um, workout shirts, then um, basketball shoes, 
um, cleat and cleats and then shorts and then pants and well then you can because then you know that you're making a, a, you feel confident and more confident about your decision yeah because, because you're you like know everything this oh, is, no, all, that this I is all that i have mm-hmm. yeah these are the ones i want to keep those can go and i have plenty and you feel more confident about your decision and so that really helped caleb out when trixie was helping him declutter his closet well and that also helps that, mm-hmm. Not just with clothing, that that actually applies to pretty much anything in the house. Like that could also apply to dishes or dish utensils. We just recently cleaned out one of our drawers that had all these utensils, and Pink we couldn't sassy. we couldn't find a single thing in there. Uh, you're looking for the pizza cutter, and you have to dig through. I don't know what half those yeah, tools are. I wonder we how many minutes a week we spent digging we, through that. We drawer. don't. Well, it also get damaged because they're all in a big jumbled mess, and then, or you could cut your hand because yep, some of the rifling sharp. through. There. Or maybe you're in the garage and you've just got. I was thinking about it, you know. I helped a guy clean out his garage one time, and he had, I think, like eight or ten speed squares. And most of them were damaged or, or worthless, but he couldn't find the one that he needed because he just had so much stuff. And so, yeah. you know, he would end up spending all of his time rifling through all of his garbage to find what he actually is looking for. Whereas, in this case, if he had just had one or maybe two speed squares, it would have saved him a lot of time and energy and, and that's what you mean by when you say less is more. Having less tools would actually give him more time and save him time and energy. And he'd be more productive because yeah. he would actually be able to find the things that he's looking for. Well, I noticed when I cleaned well, out the kids' room and they had less clothes, they were actually better dressed. Because <laughs> they could that, find what they were looking they for? They had cleaner clothes on. They, they had nicer clothes because they could find their clothes right. and they could, they could take mm-hmm. care of them. And so less was definitely more. What about, uh, the, what about Sandy Ajax? Yeah, okay. So my friend Sandy, um, she, at, at least I think this was Sandy who told me We'll this. give her credit uh, anyway. We're going to give Sandy credit. she's awesome. Um, she had older kids. And one thing is she would keep a laundry hamper in the hallway by all the bedrooms. So when people were cleaning their rooms, they could toss stuff that they no longer wanted in this hamper. So it kind of prevented the, it was an easy access. Because how many times are you cleaning your room and you're like, oh, the donation things on the other side of the house in the closet up in the oh, attic, right. you know. And so you're like, ah, it's not worth it. I'll just put this away. Whereas we'll put it back in the laundry yeah, or yeah, back it's, in the it, closet. It was easy sure. access. So if you have older kids, like uh, probably five and up, that's, I think, a really good idea. So a de- have, like a dedicated donation yeah, pile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a hamper in her hallway that was for hey, if you have something in your room that that you're not using, or that not you're not use using, um, oh. put it in here. And like so it just kind of helped keep keep on top of of the clutter. Unfortunately, I don't think that works for people with toddlers. And here's why: if you have a fun hamper in your in your closet, all little toddlers love sticking things in there, and so right. you would end up you donate you your would favorite end things, up all donating, your jewelry, yeah, and- or you'd uh, uh, constantly having to go through it, making sure that things weren't in there that weren't supposed to be in there, or or they'd be pulling stuff out that you right. had decided already to donate. So for toddlers, do put it in a closet that's not quite as accessible. Right. And But for older kids, it is smarter. I, I think Sandy's approach for older kids, it, and she was very organized. And, yeah, and she, she was with it. Yeah. yeah, she was much, a very nice housekeeper. So uh, one other tip for if you're decluttering your closet, it, I find that it's very helpful to have a support person there with you. And 
because a lot of times they see you wear your clothes and they they can tell you if something's flattering or not. They can give you feedback. Like if you're not sure, the, the support person kind of helps you, gives you the confidence to throw something away or to keep it. One example of this was I was packing for college and, you know, I wanted to look great at college. You know, I was going to be dating and all this. And I was packing up my best outfits and I was packing this one shirt that was kind of a boxy shirt that was made out of red plaid. And it had these matching shorts that went to my knees that were made, had the same red plaid. You, You can imagine how unattractive this is, but it had a bright red collar. And I really liked the outfit because I thought the red on the collar really complemented my skin tone. And so I would wear it all the time. And it was one of my go-to outfits. And as I was packing for college, my mom was there. And I I said, oh, and then I'm taking this. And she goes, don't, don't. Dad hates it when you wear that outfit. And, And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It like honey, it makes you look like 30, 40 pounds heavier than than what you are. It's it's just not flattering. And I was like, what? <laughs> I had no idea. And of course, I didn't want to take it because I did. I wanted to look cute. I wanted to look attractive. But I, of course, I was thinking, why didn't you guys tell me this sooner? But I've been wearing this for the last year. I found that a lot of times, even people with good style where like my daughter Trixie has great style, but she was going through her clothes and me and my other daughter were in there and she had this one shirt and we're like, yeah, the shirt looks good on you, but that color just makes it, every time you wear it, it makes you look so pale. And she never realized that, that it, it, it pulled the color from her face that much. And so it was helpful to her just to have, you know, people who loved her or like just that little bit of, hey, support of, of, finding the stuff that actually was worth keeping that did make her look the best. And so if you have somebody, a friend that you trust, their judgment, because sometimes your friends have bad taste it's, and it's unfortunate, but you, know, you have to have somebody whose judgment you trust. It It's really helpful to have them there when you're going through the process, especially with clothes, decluttering mm. clothes. No, the last thing I wanted to talk about was something that I tried many years ago with... with <clears throat> varying degrees of success and this was back when we still lived in a much smaller house so we just we had to be very strict about what people could could have and when people left stuff out it just it didn't work because if we we had 10 10 children so 12 people total living in the living in this little tiny house if every one of them left one thing out that's you know 12 items of clothing in every room and oh just it would get overwhelming very quickly and so i implemented what we called confiscation where I would announce, okay, guys, um, I'm going to be confiscating at the end of the day anything that's left. And this is how it would work. I would announce to the kids, the whole family, I was going to do confiscation. And what that meant was at the prescribed time, so it was like I would say, I'm going to do confiscation when I get home from work at 5, I would go with a big garbage bag, and anything that was left out that wasn't where it was supposed to be, I would put it into the garbage bag. And it was confiscated, and then the kids could either, A, buy it back if they really wanted it, or it would get donated to either the garbage can if it was garbage or it would get donated to uh you know like desert industries or 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 goodwill i i thought it was great and let me put it this way as a dad i was like this is awesome i announce (laughs) that confiscation is going to happen and then it happens and what would happen was 
I would announce confiscation and the kids would race. They'd be like, oh, confiscation. And they'd race around the house trying to find what was theirs. And the cool thing was is that everything that they didn't want was the stuff that was left out. And so anything they wanted, they put away. I didn't have to put it away. And then whatever was left over, I knew I could donate without having to worry about it. I wouldn't upset anybody. And the house was clean. And I decluttered the house. And it was like, boom, like super yeah. awesome. The, the, the problem <laughs> is, is it doesn't work quite as well if you have a large house where things get spread out. Because kids couldn't fight. Well, because, that was one of the complaints yeah. afterwards is like, well, I didn't know you were confiscating that dad. And I remember or that happening a couple of times. I didn't know that was still out. And because or the house he got into so my big. room and left that out. And I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. So it didn't quite work. But I think... It, it, I, I think, think I mean, it, it worked did. for the smaller house. For, for the house, smaller house, it, it did, worked. but for the bigger house, it just hasn't it worked hasn't out. It hasn't worked as well with a bigger house. So maybe if you have a small home and or only a couple of kids, it does. It, it's actually very effective. You announce to them, hey, we're doing confiscation. And they're like, well, I don't care about that anyway. I'll just leave it out and dad will take care of it. It's like a win-win mm-hmm. where the kid doesn't have to worry about it. The dad doesn't have to worry about it. And actually, win-win-win. Because the kid does, kid gets rid of their stuff they don't want, the dad gets the house clean, and somebody at Goodwill gets something cool. Or or you can flip it around and say, hey, guys, today's donation day. <laughs> Quick points for every oh, item you re- bring me. Re- that reframing you, it. Yes, yeah, yeah, good. yeah. I, um, I, you can earn money today by bringing me things from your room or around the house you don't want anymore. And so you can reframe it that way and make it this exciting day of, oh, I can boost my points. But anyway, these are these are just uh, the food for thought. But the overall concept is when it comes to running your home, managing your bedroom, and you or your garage yeah. or your yard or your kitchen. Keep in mind, less is definitely more. And that's it. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy another song from the inestimable Falcon Jasper. This one from his album, Honoring Falcon. (laughs) See you next time.